what's happening? This is Talking With Maserati. I am back. You see me fall in the chair, hit the record button. So today, I got a new co-host. It's called My Other Phone. That's the co-host. iPad is chilling, charging up. So I don't have that today. So what we're doing today is, today I got my some topics. I got some topics. Uh, this is Talking With Maserati. I am your host, Maserati. Maserati Shells, but you can call me Maserati, man. But Maserati Shells is my full name when it comes to this. And so... On today's topic is today's show is am I hood am I hood because today I woke or well, I woke up to some BS and it wasn't me personally no BS to me it's something I could ignore it and I kind of for the most part didn't know when I comment but on social media I guess this guy made a TikTok and I see I went to his TikTok and I went to his Instagram right and I seen that he does this he picks out cities that he thinks are hood that aren't hood I don't know what hood he's from I don't know he I see a LA does he might be from LA somewhere. But he looks like the, you know, clean-cut Mexican guy. I don't know if he's Mexican or black. He looks like a clean-cut Mexican guy. Looked on his profile. He's not really a hood dude. Looks like kind of middle-class, conservative, square dude, casual. Might have did some stuff back in the day. Nothing visible, no face tats, nothing like that, right? And so what he does, you know, as a, as a, as a TikToker, as a, as a social media dude, he goes and picks places that says they're not hood or they are hood valid. And if they're hood or not, based on his perception through what society and TV has taught him. You know, that's what it is. So today's thing, my is uh, my whole thing is, why is it so important to be hood? Like, why are we stuck in that mental state in 22? You want to be hood. People want your area to be hood. You know, what does it mean to be hood? What classifies one to be hood? And does a location make you hood? That's, that's, that's the questions right there. So the question today is, what does being hood mean? What classifies someone to be hood? And does a location make you hood? Like, just an area make you hood. So the area you're from makes you hood, you know? And I'll, I'll touch on those because I've had my experiences in the streets and in pain and in prison and in jail with different people from different areas that supposedly breed hard hood dudes. And I've been to some areas. Also, I want to bring on just a quick touch on Meg Thee Stallion twerking on IG. You know, it's kind of funny she's twerking on IG. That's her twerk. You know, shout out to her for getting it in. We'll talk about that. Also, why do men seek validation from other men? We'll talk about that. Semen retention and celibacy, the benefits of that. Also, this has been trending on social media like crazy. Should a father take care of his BM's other kids? You know? And then the last but not least is don't focus on other people's actions. Focus on the vision. That's something that touched personal with me today. And I'll tell you why. But um, so before we start this off, I always like to start off now. I like to start off to help you guys out to show you my path, how I got to where I'm at. And um, some things I'm still growing. So you're watching the elevation of Maserati, actually. So as I do these podcasts, you're watching the elevation of me. So, you know, bear with me. This book, this book, The Secret, shh, I'm giving y'all a secret, but The Secret, man, so The Secret, this is a book, bro, I found out about this book actually by, on um, YouTube, I actually seen the audio book of this and I wanted to read it, right, and so The Secret is, um, The Secret, this is The Secret Summaries, The Secret is the great secret of life is the law of attraction, the law of attraction says like attracts like. So when you think a thought, you're also attracting that like thoughts to you. So when you think a thought, you're also attracting like thoughts to you. Thoughts are magnetic. Thoughts are have a frequency. As you think thoughts, they are set out into the universe and they magnetically attract all things alike that are on the same frequency. So the universe, right? When you send it out to the universe, they magnetically attract all the things to you on the same frequency. Everything sent out returns to the source, you. So everything you give out in that world is coming back to you. You're like a human transmission tower. 
transmitting a frequency with your thoughts. If you want to change anything in your life, change the frequency by changing your thoughts. Your current thoughts are creating your future life. What you think about most or focus on the most will appear in your life. You, your thoughts become things, right? And I forgot. It was like this movie. I forgot what movie it was. It was with Samuel Jackson. Where they their fears became what what was man their thoughts their fears and their thoughts manifested. Uh, it was, I forgot what it was called, but the secret. So you guys get a chance to look at the secret. The book is great. So with that being said, you 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 manif you attract to yourself what you give out. And I tell people that all the time. You know, the things you do that you think nobody sees that only God sees in the universe sees, they're gonna come back to you, whether it be onefold or tenfold. And I told people that all the time in my life. Like, a lot of the crimes I got away with, the stuff I got away with, when they gave me time, I felt like that was a payment for that. Like, they didn't know I did it, but it seemed like God was like, you know what? I'm All that stuff I let you get away with, I'm going to compound that now on this, what you got right now. Because I was like, man, I shouldn't be in here for this much time. I shouldn't be facing life. I know it. Like, God is telling me, you know what? You're going to pay. And I had to change my life based on that. And I changed the way I think. You know, I used to think that I was mad at the world. Like, I blamed everyone for my problems. Like, oh, this person, this person, that person. I didn't take time to realize that I might have been putting this that energy out there and I'm getting that energy back. So now I try to put out good energy. And sometimes putting out good energy don't always come back right away. Putting out good energy now goes down the line. And what I mean by that is the good energy I was putting out, like in prison, was like if you were from Orange County, anybody from Orange County come in, I'm going to go to the store for you. I'm going to get you some stuff on me. Bam, here, you can use my phone. Bam, I got you. Anything you need, come get it from me. That was just my good energy. Like, you're OG, man. You ain't got to go on top bunk, but I'm on top bunk, OG. You need me to help carry your stuff? What you need, OG? Like, just being a good person. I, I learned how to be a good person. I'd be mad at the world because I was mad at myself. I really hated myself. I was self-destructing. I hated I hated everything I had to go through to become a man. Like, I had the things I had to do early on in my family and sacrifice my life to help. I was mad at that. I wasn't mad at my family. I was mad at God. Like, why am I? Why do I have to always go through the hardest stuff? Then I realized he's only testing me. You know, he tested me in these different seasons to see if I'm worth the reward. And I had to understand that. And I stopped getting mad and just started letting it go. Like, man, you know what? I'm built for this. That's when I really came on built like this. You feel me? So that book is a good book. So the secret. There we go. So let's go to the first topic, right? So this gentleman, this gentleman. The gentleman posted, you know, if you're from Anaheim, he's like this, David Salazar, you know, D-A-S-A-L-9 on, on uh, Instagram. Y'all want to go look him up. Y'all can go look up the post. That's Sal 9 on Instagram. That's D-A-S-A-L-9 on Instagram. Check it out. So he says, oh, you know, if you're from Anaheim, you're not hood, right? So what does it mean to be hood? You know, a hoodlum, is that, is that short for hoodlum? What it means to be hood? Like, there's murders in your city. There's robbers. There's rapes. There's drug dealing. There's... All that. Because in Anaheim, if you're really from Anaheim, they tell you about Lincoln and Beach. The police will tell you about Lincoln and Beach. How many deaths has been on Lincoln and Beach recently? They'll tell you about the gang violence. You go ask Officer Freeze one of the gang detectives for Santa Ana Anaheim. You ask him. Been on a couple of my cases. You can ask the people, like, before you judge the city, actually go there, like, and see. I'm not promoting it. I'm not promoting that because this is, Disney will probably get this pulled down off YouTube. But what I'm saying is, what does it mean to be hood? Like, like is that is that cool? Like to say I grew up somewhere where it was fucked up? Because when I was growing up, when I was a kid in San Antonio, Texas, and East Texas projects, it was one of the most murders in that project. I didn't see people get killed at six right outside my window. They tore that project down and tried to put new apartments. They still came. The people still came back. So, and you can go listen to a song by DJ Quick. It's called Just Like Compton. Everybody put Compton up there as a, it's one of the worst places to live. In his song, he said, Just Like Compton, San Antonio is just like Compton. Ask DJ Quick about that. It's a real song. It's in San Antonio. It's just like Compton. So I've seen the worst of the worst. I don't think 
being hood is a cool thing anymore like it used to be like oh i'm hood i'm street but we passed that as a people you feel me and uh, anybody who's tries especially someone who's not of our race to try to say like this is our shit we're not even a race thing actually you're not even from our section you're not even from our area so how can you dictate what's that and i've seen them do different cities too also i them cities probably don't care i really don't care but i just found it that it was so it was mind-boggling the response people were getting i'm just tripping i'm tripping because i'm like bro you really just went on here and said, oh, this city is nothing. And you don't, you probably never even stopped in there. Probably never been in a fight there. So it was just crazy. Now, what classifies someone to be hood, right? Now, how many jail, how many times you got to go to jail? How many people you got to kill? How many niggas you got to rob? How much dope you got to sell? How many times you got to go to prison? How many years you got to be in prison to be classified hood? To say, this is a hood nigga. How many days you got to sit on the block and do nothing and just chill and drink and smoke weed and fuck bitches to be a hood nigga? Somebody give me the criteria. I need to list. Where's the list at? Who has this list of who, what it takes to be a hood nigga? I'm trying to find that out. Because we saying what's hood and what's not. I want to know who got the criteria to let me know. Because I think I might I might fall up under that. And I'm from Anaheim, so that's kind of a contradiction. I'm from Santa Ana and Anaheim, to be honest. You feel me? So I'm trying to see what the criteria is for this. You know, especially from a a goober, a custer, as Crip Mac would say, a custer. Like it's cool though, but like, what's the what? What like in my definition? If you want to say somebody's hood, I got homies that I call them niggas real hood. You know why they Crip and all they got is Crip. They just put it on Crip. They not working no job. They not they they just selling dope. They banging on niggas when they see them. They pressing their line. They sliding when they need to slide. Ain't no off switch. It's always on fast pedal to the metal. You feel me? Them niggas is hood. Me myself, I'm not hood no more. And I didn't, I don't want to be hood no more. I, I lived that life. And when I lived that life, I was disgusted. You know, like I told him one of my previous podcasts, I was talking to my uh, brother and um, my other partner. And then one day I had said, you know, I put cripping before everything, before my kids, before my, I put cripping first. I thought I was hood and I was living hood because I was self-destructing. I was out there ready to kill myself over some dumb shit. Now that I'm a grown man, I understand it. It's really stupid. It's like the dumbest thing you can ever say. Now, does the location make you hood? Now, when I say does the location make you hood, what I'm saying is I've met busters and marks from every city y'all been from. It's and, and Listen, real OG niggas know because they'll tell you about You go to U-Page. You go to Big Reese Cup page. You go to all these OG niggas. You go to uh, Big Kev Mac. They'll tell y'all when you're in the pen, you'll see some real marks from every city. It's busters from every city. Niggas PCs and SNYs from every city. Just because you from L.A. don't make you hard. Just because you from Compton don't make you hard. You got to make you hard. You got to make you a stand-up man. That's that's the difference. A lot of people not understanding with this. What we what we going here with this is because certain people won't try to believe a narrative that's not true. I, I didn't come up coming up in Orange County. I just seen it all. Niggas come out here to go to a club at the Boogie. I'm from so and so, and we here right now. What's cracking? Because a man to man is different. You feel me? So I never let someone, you know, what they call it, uh, uh, a pump fake me on where they from. Like, cause you from there. Okay, that's cool. And what? Niggas die every day, B. Pull your skirt down, B. Niggas die every day. You feel me? Anywhere. It can happen anywhere, bro. Think about that. It can happen anywhere. And and if you've been, and if you a real nigga, you've been through Orange County, you've been through Orange County, man, you've been through D22 and all that, you know. They'll tell you, man. You know, it's real out there. Every nigga, don't get me wrong. We got some weirdos. There's <laughs> some fucking weirdos out here. I get that. Probably a lot of them. But it's real niggas, too. We got real turfs, real sections. You feel me? I'm not going to put it out, out there because I'm not one of them type of people, but. You know, I'm saying, like, before you speak on somewhere, go there and find out. Actually touch down. You feel me? But that's a Gilligan. He's a Gilligan. You feel me? And no one's taking him serious. 
It was a funny post, though. Everybody on the comments, on, go to Juice Unlock, go to Juice Unlock. It's on there. Go laugh, go comment. I tagged him. He probably ain't going to say nothing. That's what pussy niggas do. They make a comment, don't stand on it. That's the difference between real hood niggas and weirdos, whatever the case may be. But now, normally I don't even talk about this next topic, stuff like this, but I'm going to talk about it. I seen a, a viral a viral video of Meg Thee Stallion twerking, going in. I'm talking about cheeks, yeeks, jumping up and down like a 6-4 in a Dr. Dre video, right? Fast paced, like fast, like a NASCAR, right? Gas pedal, right? I think she's twerking on her dude. I, I hope it's her dude. I don't know who she dating right now. All right. She dating Party Fontaine? I think she dating Party Fontaine. I'm not sure. I got to ask somebody that. But um, I found it kind of weird that this video of her twerking is like the highlight right now. Like, I thought she was just distraught over Tori. She was just blaming her friend over Tori. She was distraught. She felt like she was doing all this emotional stuff. Now she's twerking, living her best. High, it's high girl summer, I guess, again. Real hot girl shit. But then it's like, and then also the real way kind of popped in my mind. Like, shouldn't you be posting about women's rights and how they doing this abortion thing is wrong? And, like, really getting in there. This is your opportunity to really get in there on the on the social issues and justice level. Like, really define herself more than just this. We've seen her twerk a thousand times. Like, and I guess I guess it was just me just thinking in my mind. Like, you have a golden, most women artists have a golden, and men artists too, have a golden opportunity to really stand for something right now. To see where we're going as a country. You're influential to a lot of these young girls. Girls, to like these men who want to watch you like you're very interested instead of posting a twerk video actually sit down with a team and say you know what i want to speak on this roe versus wade issue i want give me the information on this let's learn about this you just graduated from college we expect a higher learner from you but hey i could be wrong shout out to meg though you got skills i'm not knocking that moving on why do as men do we seek validation from other men even that aren't even alphas okay so my my whole thing is with men seeking validation from men, I get it. I don't understand why we do it, but I get it. You feel me? My whole thing is, hold on, let me take a drink of water because I've been talking. Hold on. You got to hydrate. You got to hydrate. It's summertime. Heat protocol. Heat protocol. Ah, please hydrate. Drink your body weight in water. This is a paid sponsorship by Maserati Water. Thank you. Ah. Anyway, infomercial. Anyway, if I start selling water, y'all going to drink it? Just let me know. But anyway, let me know in the comments right there. Subscribe to my channel. Hit the notification button as also. Y'all been fucking with me. Hey, I've been growing in subscribers on my YouTube channel, which is 8182 Entertainment. I appreciate y'all, man. Keep doing it. Let's get this channel going. I'm going to bring y'all different podcasts from different people, all kind of shows. I'm trying to build like the next, next, next network, 8182 Network. Hopefully it's coming. But anyway, so like I was saying, why do men seek validation from men? Men that aren't even alphas. And I think, I think... The whole term iron sharpens iron comes from that. And I think secretly, you know, most men want to be accepted by men and be put on a pedestal by men. Like, that's why niggas want the baddest bitch, the baddest car, the nicest clothes. They want another nigga to be like, oh, that nigga popping. He is. I see you, King. I see you. We see, you know, we do it like now we say King, but you should be, I see my nigga. Now, if I had your hand, I cut mine's off. I'm trying to get like you. We've seen it. Like, you know what? And it's a movie, right? Paid in full. I know y'all see it. Look. Everybody eat B. Everybody eat B. Everybody eat B. Everybody eat B. Give me some more. Give me some more soy sauce. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? No nothing B. Give me my money B. But whole thing I say that about is, is money making Mitch right. Everybody want to be money making Mitch, and he needed them to want to be like him. That was his dream. You know he loved that. But Uncle Ice was a hater, and always trying to tear him down. And he was trying to sh- he. Was, Subconsciously, he was trying to like show Ice, I'm better than you, nigga. You fucked it up. You had it. You fucked it up. But deep inside, uh, uh, you know, Ice is Uncle Ice. It was a hatred 
for his own nephews so bad that he took his youngest nephew and killed him because he wanted some fucking money, some birds. Right. And I say as men, I know that even for my bodies, we want we want other nigga like that nigga swole. That nigga, yo, what's up, big man? Like you'll see it even in the gym when you go to the gym, you'll see a nigga catch you'll catch a nigga looking at you before you will a female in the gym. And they're like, I see you, big man. All right, show big I see you working out today. Or you get dudes that hit you like, how you do this? Nothing wrong with that. We supposed to build, but I, the, I'm not seeking validation from no man. I can build like, hey, hey, I lift a brother up, man, but I'm not seeking validation. Like you can't validate me as a person. Like it's just it's just not working like that. I feel like you need to validate yourself as a person. You can't look to no one else. To tell you who you are. It's a saying that says I'd rather be at peace with myself. And at war with the world. Than at war with myself and at peace with the world. That means I don't care if you don't like me. It's a fa- <laughs> like One of my favorite memes is about Black Youngster. He goes I don't like you. You don't like me. I don't like nobody that like you. I don't know nobody that look like you. You know what that means? I'm not a likable person. Whore. Whore. You know that's one of my favorite <laughs> favorite memes. Like I'm not. I used to be like that. I used to be one to be like. Like oh everybody got to fuck with me. Everybody. Man, you know, I found myself saying a lot of yeses to people I wouldn't say yes to. And I fucking with a lot of people that really didn't fuck with me. So now what I learned with myself was, I don't need validation. I don't need to hang with you. I don't need to be outside 24-7. I don't need to be hee-heeing in niggas' faces like, oh, yeah, you cool with me? You cool with me? I'm just checking my audio. So y'all don't say why he looking like this, looking like a weirdo. <laughs> but I don't need no one to validate me. I don't need no one to validate my existence. I know I'm here. I know I got a purpose. I know I'm working towards that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, all them niggas, all the man, I knew niggas for 20 something years. Street niggas, fresh niggas, cool niggas, and I'm not blaming all of them. But when it came down to it, when I was in that hospital, I couldn't fucking walk. I'm paralyzed, sitting in the bed, trying to feed myself like this, shitting on myself, pissing on myself. Only three people came to visit me. Three people. That was my mama, my white friend John, and Pastor Thomas. Now, thank you for all of them because they made me feel regular. Like they really was like, man, you okay? You okay? Now, a lot of people couldn't come visit because uh, they wasn't vaccinated or whatever the case, even though I understand at that time you had to be, you really had to be vaccinated. So I'm not tripping on that, but a lot of people were, and it was a lot of, I got, bro, when I really went through all my messages, even to this day, I'm still going through emails, messages I didn't check when I was in there. I'm like, damn, they'll tell you, oh, get, get better. I hope you're cool. You're cool. But they're not going to come in there and be like, man, you know what? I'm going to go in there and probably risk catching something because it's in there. I'm in a fucking war. But they, they took the time. I remember my boy John Dukas, right? Uh, shout out John Dukas. He, he did it a lot as a friend, just as on some friend shit. I remember him. I'm waking up. He just ain't hey, wake up, sleepy head. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, shit, he's really here. Oh, shout out to homegirl Renee. They wouldn't let the homegirl Renee in, but she did bring me a book. They wouldn't let her in, though. But she brought me a book. So, Renee, too. Shout out to you. Um, but uh, that was another thing, too. It was just like waking up and seeing a friend. You know, mom, I'm used to my mom. I'm gonna get my, mom, my mom get on my nerves when I was in the hospital. You feel me? You feel me? But... But love my mom. I know she's gonna be there regardless. But it was just like people would tell you they love you. I fuck with you, my nigga. You need anything, and it's like, bro, you wasn't even there. And half and not even if it was vaccinated, I ain't tripping. Cause I didn't trip it. Cause them being there didn't matter. But the friends that were there it mattered. It mattered. Like Pastor Thomas. Shout out to Pastor Thomas. He does a lot for the community. I don't think he gets his acknowledgement. Shout out Pastor Thomas. But and shout out to everybody. You know, even even my sis. You know, all that. You know, what I'm saying. Shout out to everybody. That, a lot of people was, a lot of people did do stuff behind the scenes. Like shout out to my sis China. She did a lot of shit behind the scenes with my job and my, my landlord. Shout out to her. Shout out to my little sister Erica for helping my mom clean up my spot. You know, a lot of stuff. A lot of people did a lot of stuff. Alan, you know, stay in touch with my mom. A lot of people. But 
the people that really say, you know what, I'm going to take time out of my day to go sit there and talk to this man that just on the brink of death. That mattered to me. Pastor Thomas coming to pray for me. That mattered to me and my soul because a lot of people wrote me off. And I knew that feeling before when I was facing life. People wrote me off. Like, he going to get life. He's going to be going. That nigga dumb. That nigga stupid. And look at him now. They're eating their motherfucking words. Yes, they eating their motherfucking words. Living my motherfucking best life. I travel like a motherfucking travel agent. I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm in tune with God. I'm in tune with myself. So I say that I had to be happy with me. No one else validates me. No one. So that's that topic. As you see, I got kind of passionate on that. So I'm going to go ahead and keep moving on. Another, okay, on this one, semen retention, right? So I want to talk to you about semen retention because um, honestly, the funny thing about this is someone put me up on this and I didn't know about this, right? You know, I knew about celibacy, you know, helping your skin, your glow, your testosterone and all that, but I didn't even know this thing called semen retention. So, semen retention benefits is thicker hair, increased muscle growth, greater energy levels, improved sperm quality. A systematic review of current research conducted in 2018 found that abstaining for less than 24 hours was associated with improved sperm mobility. So, abstaining for less than 24 hours, what? What the fuck? Hold on, that don't even, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, hold on. I read, I read that wrong. Please, hey, edit, edit, edit. We don't edit. Leave it back. Okay, here we go. So the benefits of not ejaculating. So what I mean with semen retention, see, semen retention is different from celibacy. That's what I'm saying. In two celibacies next, semen retention is fucking and not coming. So even if you a jack off artist, because a lot of you niggas be jack off artists, or you fucking a girl, you don't come. Just you know, just hold it. So men are always looking for an extra edge. It's in our nature to consistently seek new ways in which we can become better. Both that performing labor and task, and as a human being, we constantly strive to improve our well-being, most often in one of the four areas, mental, physical, spiritual, and sexual. So listen, those top three are the most important. Four is too, but the most, with it, the most often improved with men is mental, physical, spiritual, and sexual. That's the top. In pursuit of all these, even all, in the in the, if in the pursuit of any of these or even all, it may be surprising to learn that the benefits of not ejaculating. While it may seem to counterintuitive as abstaining from ejaculation for a set period of time, be it a day, a week, or even months at a time, you can have tangible positive effects across many aspects of our lives. While the conversation around avoiding ejaculation may seem to have gotten much more popular as of late, the truth is original concept has, concepts have been around for centuries. Our ancestors began hunting for the physical, mental, spiritual, and other benefits of semen retention far before it became an internet fad. So... I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how our ancestors was fucking and not nothing. You feel me? But perhaps the best thing about willingly avoiding ejaculation is the fact that there appears to be no downside. Regardless of your own personal reasons for doing so, there are no health risks associated with prolonged semen retention. On the other hand, there may be several benefits that we were still learning through the text of today. What happens when you don't ejaculate or commit to semen re retention? To put it simply, not that much. Sperm that is not expelled is simply absorbed back into the body. Whoa. So hold on. If I don't use my nut, it goes back into the body? Hold on. This fact likely has held the idea that it, that not ejaculation can raise testosterone levels. Okay. So I get worked up. I'm up in that thing. I'm, I'm smacking it. I'm whacking it. I'm whacking it. Before I come, I just stop. Hold it. Okay. Let it settle back down. Get back up in it. Get back up in it. Okay. 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. The mental benefits of not ejaculation. Semen retention proponents cite a Madrid of 
I'm going to read what? Amount of positive mental and emotional outcomes to this practice. You may notice a reduction of stress, anxiety in your daily life, along with corresponding increases in motivation when it comes to work, completing projects around the house, or the pursuit of other goals. So you telling me the reason why I ain't got no energy, the reason I'm not only because I'm busting nuts? Now listen, I want to tell y'all something. I'm being, I'm, I'm gonna keep 100 with y'all, man. I ain't had sex or or ejaculated, and like since uh, the night of my going away party. I believe, no, 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 I'm tripping, I'm tripping, hold on, I just lied to y'all face, no, it was the day before I moved out of my, oh, the day before I left, the night before I left, so the, I left on the 3rd, so like the 2nd, the night of the 2nd, June 2nd, what is it right now, June 29th, I'm recording this, so like 27 days, I'm good, so, and I can say my skin is, my energy level's up, my skin is gone, I am more focused, I've been knocking out these podcasts, so this actually... Might have some fucking some motherfucking science in this shit. So, fellas, you know, I would say, fellas, you know, with semen, I say challenge yourself. The benefits of semen retention. Now we're going to go to celibacy because it's both. You know. So. The yeah, fella semen retention, it works. You know, I feel like I do feel the the growth. I do feel the the clarity. I am more calm. I'm not tripping on stuff like I know I'm in a happy space. Even though when I get mad, I still get kind of quiet, but I'm good. Hold on. So we're going to go to celibacy. What's the benefits of celibacy? Hmm. I see. I didn't know this. Some people who practice celibacy may also partake in mutual masturbation, where they masturbate at the same time as their partners. Get the fuck out! What? Y'all out there doing this? Y'all, cause see, celibacy, you can come, you just can't touch each other. So, outer course. On the other hand, some people who choose to be celibate still engage in some physical activities with others. This involves outer course, a non-penetrative sexual activity. What the fuck? Some de- define outer course as anything that doesn't include penis and vagina. So outer course can be the form of kissing, hugging, massaging, and dry humping. Now listen, listen. I'm okay. I'm gonna give y'all some game because I'm gonna give y'all some game, fellas, fellas. On this outer course, right? Kissing, hugging, and massaging, right? You can really, really have a real good bond with somebody by just kissing, hugging, and massaging. Like you and your girl put on some nice incense you know sage the room dim the lights put on like the little wall thing put on some like some like soulful r&b and really just just breathe life into each other and just like you know like get real sensual that shit that's some next level shit i did that shit yeah that's some next like that's some next level shit you feel me hold on hold on so this is that's what i'm confused with right here for those who consider certain types of penetration as out of course, this also includes fingers, toy play, oral sex, or anal sex. So hold on. You could be celibate and still have anal sex and, and oral sex. That's, that's the wrong celibacy. Celibacy is nothing. Like, you ain't doing nothing. Hugging, kissing, massaging, that's cool, but you're not doing nothing. There's no nothing, nothing. There's no nuts busted. I don't know what they own. They own some other shit, but we're not doing that. I don't know what they own. Y'all got to get these, these medical doctors out. But um, I'm going to tell you something about celibacy. So this year was a year I, I said I was going to practice um, random celibacy. 
So even being in a relationship, I tell you, you know, I'm celibate right now. I'm not trying to have sex. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you got to stand to that to where, you know, like, man, I want to I want to be able to connect with a person more than sex. Because a lot of times when you get in an argument with your girl, which I do, y'all make up with sex, 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 sex. And then like, as soon as y'all don't have sex, she's tripping, you tripping. So I try to take that, that aspect out. Like, I want to be good with someone even if we're not having sex. You know, I want to be able to go to sleep just holding you or I can just go to sleep just late. You know, I sleep wild sometimes. So, but... I encourage people to pay, practice random acts of celibacy. It's real good. Now, the last topic before I get up out of here, I know I'm going kind of long today. I'm sorry about that. The last topic is something that's trending on uh, social media right now. And it's where a, a woman asked her baby, one of her babies, she has four baby daddies, right? That's four of them, four of them, four of them. She asked one of her baby daddies to bring food for him. She's saying that, you know, your kid's home, can you bring some food? But she wants him to bring food. She's expecting him to bring food for everybody, for his kid. He just bought it for his kid. Now, social media is having different takes on this. And I want to say my piece on this, right? Coming from experience. So my dad had different, my dad had about, like, I think, six or seven kids by six, seven different women, right? And we're just now licking with each other, right? So, um, hold on, let me get some water. Hold on. Sorry. Water break. We are now drinking Maserati water. Available at a store near you. Coming soon. Fresh from the Santa Ana Mountains, purified over eight times, eight for the gate. Maserati water. It's refreshing. Let the water flow. I don't know what that was. But anyway, I'm joking. But um, so my dad had a lot of kids. Right. But, you know, I got an older sister. So my my mom, when my dad met my mom, she had a baby already. My sister, my older sister. So he used to do for her and me. So when he used to pick me up when I was like when I was in Texas, I was like 12 or 13. He picked me up for the weekends, right? He go buy me. My thing was blue chucks. I always loved blue chucks. Cripping. I was done. I was blue chucks with the fat laces. You feel me? But uh, he would buy me some chucks, and he always give me extra twenty. Like get that to your sister. I'm like, for what? Like she's not your child. Good boy, get that to your sister. You know. So he would always do that. You feel me? Um. Now, my youngest sister's dad. I, I he he did look after us in the, the best way he could. When he did what he did, he did look after us. I'll give him that when he when he could. When he could, when he was able to, he took care of the other three. He only he only had one. Even when he didn't have a keyboard on, he tried his best. So I'll give Eric that. But if I got a kid by a woman, she got three other kids by three other niggas, it's not my obligation to feed them other kids. Now, most likely me how I am, I'm going to do it. But that's not my obligation, right? And I can't fault no man that don't want to do it because why? She made that choice. Especially if you're the oldest kid's daddy and she wants you to feed the other three choices she made after you after she told you wasn't shit because you never know how the dynamics of the relationship is. we just seen it on TikTok. And the funniest part about it that shows her character, she posted trying to bust him out. Like, look, he just pulled up with one thing. Like, she knew he was going to come like that because she only asked him for her son. So she was trying to expose him and blow him out the water, but really showed you the character of herself. And I see dudes, dudes is like, oh, he's this, he's that. You can't judge that, man. He's not obligated to get them kids nothing. She laid down and made them kids. He didn't. He made one. He's not obligated. We got to stop doing that. Like, holding accountability, that's on her. She's supposed to provide for the mother three. The mother three daddies is baby. It's bullshit, baby daddies. That's not his job. You you caught him because he brought one Mac. Yeah, he did. That's for his child. Stop playing with him. At least he's doing it. You didn't call the other niggas. Clearly, they don't got it. They don't even got McDonald's money. You didn't call the mother niggas. You called him because you knew who had it. But this is talking with Maserati, man. Y'all, y'all tap in with me. Y'all know. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button. Follow me on IG at Maserati Shells A182. I'm on TikTok as the same thing. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Snapchat. Hit me on Snap. Why? I'm out of here. Why?